Jason Powers. Just thought I'd uh, come on this afternoon or uh, this evening. Sorry. So Ottawa. It's turning out to be more and more that uh, that uh, the people in uh, Canada are going to have to fight for their rights, and it's. Uh, Becoming clearer and clearer by the day that uh, that um, Justin Trudeau will, in his time of uh, weakness, which he is weak right now, it should be interesting to see whether or not uh, he is able to secure permanent powers over um, Canadian um, oh rights and whatnot. It depends upon how their legislature uh, decides um, on these emergency powers. So, but I think it's pretty clear that, you know, at a whim, he'll drop these things in again. So, the people up in Canada are protesting as best they know how. Um, and when I say best they know how, they're, they're doing it the right way. They're um, peacefully demonstrating their unity uh, they went around to Calgary uh, Toronto and other outlet or other cities and um, they're going to have to uh, assert their uh, their displeasure for this stuff there are some in Canada that, that that were glad to see the truckers being taken down a notch which is quite in- interesting in and of itself because it speaks a lot it speaks volumes to the their idea of liberty and freedom they obviously believe that the government is somehow in the right on this, which they are not. Um, the things that the, the overreaches of the 2020 were echoed in this because it was okay for the, the government was glad to, to march with BLM and take a knee and do all this other kind of uh, a visual display of uh, support of, you know, those that they, they always uh, use, they use for... Uh, techniques of uh, seeming like they care it's uh, quite inner I guess interesting to think that people believe that this is this uh, this show and the display of unity with them is uh, uh, <laughs> anything other than just government propaganda this was a grassroots movement I'm sure there's there's always a few people that are probably more vocal inside of it than others but uh, Trudeau gave away the gave away the idea of what he's trying to do, and maybe I'm more um, sullen or maybe down um, the truckers abandoned ship, but they're going to be chased, and we'll get into that in a second here. Uh, I got a, a long pay, playlist, but they're just little clips uh, from people that were in uh, Canada um, that were speaking. So first I'm going to read a little bit from this article written by uh, David Sachs, who's uh, doing a guest report on uh, Barry uh, Weiss's uh, Substack. So, and he, he, I'll see what I can, I'll just read a couple paragraphs here. So, for the past three weeks, thousands of truckers have gathered in Ottawa and along the Canadian-American border to in protest of COVID restrictions and mandates. Rather than engage with them or listen to their concerns, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau first denounced them as having unacceptable views. Then he demonized them as white supremacists, racist, and swastika waivers. 
On Monday, the rhetoric turned to action when Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act. This heretofore unused 1988 loss gives the government a virtually unlimited power for 30 days to deal with the crisis. Invoking the law under the present circumstance would would require the threat or use of serious violence, yet the vast majority of the protesters have been entirely peaceful, playing We Are the World and waving maple leaf flags. Indeed, the government has made little attempt to justify the need for the emergency powers beyond Trudeau's frequent bemoaning of the trunkers' alleged hateful rhetoric. His public safety minister, Marco Mendocino, stated that such extraordinary measures were necessary due to intimidation, harassment, and expressions of hate. Perhaps he doesn't realize that none of these are listed in the laws as valid reasons to invoke it. Trudeau escalated things further on Tuesday night when he issued a new directive calling for the Emergency Economic Measures Order, invoking a war on terror law uh, called the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act the order requires financial institutions, including banks, credit unions, co-ops, loan companies, trust, and even crypto wallets, to stop providing any financial or related services to anyone associated with the protest, a designated person. This has resulted, according to the CBC, in frozen accounts, stranded money, and canceled credit cards. Banks, according to this new order, have a, do- have a duty to determine if one of their customers is a designated person. A designated person can refer to anyone who directly or indirectly participates in the protest, including donors who provided property to facilitate the protest uh, through crowdfunding sites. In other words, a designated person can just as easily be a grandmother who donated $25 to support the truckers as one of the organizers of the convoy. <clears throat> so, and that led to many uh, situations. So, okay. Already a low-level government official in Ontario was fired for a $100 donation came to light. A gelato, a gelato shop was forced to close when it received threats as after its owner was revealed to have donated to the protests. On Wednesday, Justice Minister David Lemeny went on Canadian television to say the quiet part out loud, namely the any contribu- contributing to a pro-Trump movement should be worried about their bank accounts and their other financial a- assets being frozen. So, that's where we're at. They're going to, this is the World Economic Forum, by the way. A lot of this is exactly the kind of thing they're pushing through the ESG and vaccine passports. They're all linked together. Uh, these powers were not, these powers were contemplated to be used. They're testing it out. This is like a cold open. Uh, on on the further uh, taking of rights, because they they expect there to be a collapse, so they're just using this as an excuse to test this out to see how well it works. Believe it or not, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, so I mean, this is what they're planning on doing to all of us. Uh, this is the social credit score being rolled out. This is called if you have unacceptable views, which is of course in the eye of the beholder. I mean, if you're the government. Uh, an acceptable view, uh, unacceptable view is the the fact that you are proud of your heritage, and your heritage can be it has nothing to do with whether you're white or black, or Hispanic. Though of course the government's going to pick winners and losers. Again, it's up to the government if they're picking winners and losers. In other words, if they say, "Oh, we we're going to uh, <clears throat> we're going to uh, um, 
decide which groups or class, which is what they're trying to do with the CRT in the United States, are ones that need to be buttressed up while bringing other people down, they'll do that. This is called communism, by the way, you know, making everybody equally worthless. Because while they're doing this, while they're playing this charade, uh, they're going to take, literally, they're money hustling all of us, and they're going to steal our property from us, and then they're going to take our gun rights away. They've already going to. They've already done that. Uh, take your financial rights away. They're taking your bodily autonomy rights away. Um, this is just an authoritarianism or totalitarianism on steroids. Uh, they have the. They figure they have the uh, capabilities to surveil through drones, uh, through transactions, through internet monitoring. Uh, we don't know what they have built up, but it's quite impressive. They're planning on knocking out the internet at some point or another because that's just the way they get, that's the way they roll. Uh, these people are not to be uh, trifled with, but they are the epitome of evil. They they may hide it by uh, using media, and that's what they're doing. They're using propaganda and they use their media outlets that they bought and paid for, like the CBC and CTV, who are pushing this stuff. The amount of huckstering that's going on in the United States and around the world is just unbelievable. They're killing people through the vaccine. When I say that, that's actually what's going on because uh, the vaccines are unsafe. Uh, I did an analysis today, and I would say that about in the third quarter of 2021, there was about 93,000 unexpected deaths in comparison to 2020. And when I say unexpected, above the uh, well above the average and that was during the alpha variant still being around and then we were dealing with a delta that was a far less uh, significant um, cause of uh, death so when you have that then there had to be a difference and that would be the case and i expect this to be my last broadcast for anyone who was actually listening uh, on youtube but that's okay because i'd rather get banned uh, from these uh, platforms Um, i can find other ways to get my message out and um youtube is the least of my worries <laughs> so um to move on i'm going to go to a playlist here these are the, some of the things they got uh, said so we're going to start with a little snippet from christina uh christia freeland who's his finance minister and also she's a director at the world economic forum so it's a short clip i really believe COVID has created a window of political opportunity and maybe an epiphany. So COVID, this was early on in the pandemic that she said this, political opportunity. So manufactured crisis, and it was manufactured literally in a lab. So you have a manufactured crisis to create a political opportunity. And the political opportunity is to seize, seize power from the people. The people that Canada should be, um, you know, they put elected leaders in for a reason. So I can go to another one, but I'm going to go here real quickly to, this was an article written from, um, this was written late December 2014, Why Canada Will Become a Dictatorship Under Trudeau. <laughs> so yeah, this was written for the HuffPo, and this article exists online, HuffPo Canada, which closed in 2021. Uh, I won't read it too much of it, but this is a man who admitted he admires China's basic dictatorship. 
It wasn't just a sarcastic comment. He seriously said that he admires the dictatorship because they can get things done quickly. And we need, need we say more. That's kind of where... So you have the two top people in Canada, which by that I mean... So you have Castro uh, Trudeau. We we're pretty certain that uh, he is probably the spawn of uh, Fidel Castro um, instead of uh, his uh, father, Pierre. And also you have Christ, Christina Freeland, who uh, her uh, her grandfather was a worked for the the Nazi as a, a writer, a chief uh, I think like a chief correspondent. So yeah, there these uh, so you got a communist uh, communist ties and uh, uh, Nazi ties. Go figure. And it just so happens that those two two particular ideologies are being fused together to create this maelstrom that we're facing. The the communist uh, system of China and the fascist fascistic system of the World Economic Forum, which is the the public private pro, uh, the public the the public or the political partnership with companies corporations, because that's what they they do. It's kind of difficult for. Some people to wrap their head around this. They just think of it as just a business conferencing a place, and they don't really, they just don't actually comprehend uh, what these people are actually after. They're after extreme levels of power over your entire life. They want to. They they use it under the cover and guise of oh, climate change. Are really interested in doing all these wonderful projects. But ask yourself. They've been around for since the late eighties, and what significant project can you point to that they've ever achieved for any of us the answer is you can't there is none they've been around like i said that was a world economic forum before that it was uh something else it i forget what the name of it was but it started in the 19 early early 1970s this klaus schwab guy has been been after this obsessive idea for the last 50 years he created he wrote the club of rome club of rome papers or at least he assisted in them Point being is is that uh, they're after um, basically this Malthusian idea of populated population reduction and control. Um, but like I said, there's nobody can tell me that the World Economic Forum has done something spectacular that we should be known about. With all the quote unquote mental horsepower that they've uh, managed to uh, made them make uh, uh, applicable, look at the leadership that they produced and what does the leadership do. Has the leadership done anything for their people? The answer is no, they haven't. A lot of people think they have because they give them money. They created welfare systems. They do that to keep people dependent. So, anyway, the next uh, few... I'm going to play these next few without too much discussion. So the first one's from a conservative MP, uh, Colin Carey. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And I listened to my colleague's speech... I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has, quoted, infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know he was. I know that uh, the member was in a, a really good, good question there, but 
the 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 audio is really really bad, and the video is really really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honorable the, the, the honorable member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker, that member was promoting open disinformation. That's not debate. We have to call out disinformation. Uh, we're gonna get into debate again. So there you go. There's a there's our buddy. Um, uh, the, there's a guy who talks about the World Economic Forum, and then they shut it down by calling it disinformation. It is not disinformation. This group is very, very enraptured with itself. Uh, raptured with it, you know. It wants to capture. It captures cabinets. It captures political uh, members. Uh, and probably has some blackmail on them too. There's people out there that, that ask you to provide enormous amounts of evidence, and they obviously haven't decided that they want to actually do any of their own investigation. So, for example, if you look at the evidence of who who's running these countries and why do they happen to have such a uh, a relationship with Klaus Schwab? Well, he's recruiting them. It's like being recruited into the CIA. The CIA recruits people at Georgetown and other major elitist universities, but in particular Georgetown because it just happens to be in their backyard. So they recruit talent, they train it up, they train it to to believe in the things that they believe in, or the the ideology, or the the uh, the uh, what would you say the mission statement of the organization. So what is Klaus's mission statement? I mean, is it about making a, a big difference in the world? Is it about this public-private partnership that he talks about all the time, you know, everybody can cover their, you know, like I said, you judge it, you judge an organization like the UN or the World Economic Forum or any of these big, massive organizations. Judge them by their deeds. What do they actually accomplish? What is it that they're actually getting accomplished for people? They're what are they doing that actually would ever impact? The answer is that the only impact they have is that once they put a political uh, uh, operative in a seat of power or manage to get them elected or or once they are elected, you know, it's like in identifying this talent. Now, what 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 makes you think that there aren't some kind of strings attached? Uh, what may, I mean, they actually, you know, they, per, per, I mean, how is it that they just managed to get, have the, the quote, the young uh, leaders just happen to wind up as being prime ministers of most of the Western nations. Funny that. I mean, think about that. And it isn't just their, their, their prime ministers. It's their health ministers. It's their finance ministers. I mean, do you think that those things are just random? Is this, is this organization just spectacular at identifying talent? And, and if you start looking at, does anyone look at Justin Trudeau or, or Justin Trudeau or Freeland? Or even like a Joe Biden, who's actually was on on their list, or look at anybody like uh, I don't know um, Macron or Boris Johnson or uh, Jacinda uh, Jacinda Ardern or uh, Scott Morrison. Does anyone right now think those people are particularly good leaders? And the ones who do think they're leaders is probably because they're authoritarians and they think you know anything to stop any anybody else from having a good having a good life is preferable to them they want somebody else to be as miserable as they are maybe because they buy every piece of media that they ever get so anyway i'm going down the rabbit hole so now we have some uh, police 
Well, we can talk about, uh, we'll let uh, Mayor of uh, Ottawa talk here first. So, uh, what do you make of how far the police have managed to get uh, today? Well, they've done a remarkable job uh, both last night and today. As you pointed out, they've got Wellington Street uh, cleaned up. Uh, most of the trucks have been towed away. And uh, uh, I now just got word that Mr. Johnny McDonald Parkway, most of the trucks are, are removed from that section uh, in the west end of the city as well. So they've made a lot of progress. They've been very measured in the response. It's a really tough assignment for police officers getting yelled at and spat upon. But they have been uh, calm and cool and, and collective. Uh, and they're, we owe a, de a debt of gratitude to all those municipal forces that have come in from across Canada, disrupted our city. You've heard our small business community. Uh, and this is costing a small fortune for the taxpayers of Ottawa. And that's one of the reasons why, under the Emergency Act, I've asked our solicitor and our city manager, how can we keep the tow trucks and the campers and the vans and everything else that we've confiscated and sell those uh, pieces of equipment uh, to help recoup some of the costs that our taxpayers are absorbing? So that's one of the provisions of the Emergency Act. And we have been a beneficiary of the Emergency Act. As they debated on the Hill, I asked the, the members of Parliament to consider. Uh, it's helped us a lot on things like confiscating vehicles, not having to swear in peace officers to the RCMP, uh, and so many other things that have been very helpful over the course of this period, including you can't be under 18 and be in this, this rally. It's just unbelievable. You get copycats and people will think, hey, I'm going down to Parliament Hill and parking there for three or four days and having a big roast. And, everything else under the sun. Uh, we have to prevent that. We need a short-term plan to blockade Wellington, a longer-term plan on how we protect our residents much better than we have in the last uh, four weeks. So you heard that. So there's really not going to be any due process with this. They want to confiscate your property. Uh, these people are whiners. They want to. They 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 think that pro. Uh, they you know it's quite interesting that the the thing that these people were protesting against is the mandates. If they would have just met with them, this could have gone away really quickly, but it didn't because that would be giving them a forum. That would give, be giving them. They were protesting the fact that you have it, you forced them to say, okay, you will get the vaccine. And most of these people are already vaccinated. You're wanting them to uh, submit to your will at a whim. And they know it's bullshit. They know the PCR tests are bullshit. We found out that the PCR tests were based upon, from all places, of course, China. And it was uh, uh, using a uh, common cold instead of, so it was jacking up the numbers. Everything about this situation was enormously manipulated from the get-go. And it was meant to be enormously manipulated. Once, once, once somebody significantly lies to you in a position of power and authority... You should never listen to them again because that means they're always lying to you. If you can identify a certain lie, you should never listen to them again. These cops are just, they're power hungry and they're pissed off. And it shows me what kind of people they are. And there's uh, evidence of now of these people uh, that have been put in positions of power and authority and the cops are just turning into these mindless thugs that are picking on the citizenry that go around over nothing. They, there was no violence down there by these truckers. You may just, you may say, yeah, there was this or that, or you, there was one sighting of, uh, uh, quote-unquote, the swastika on the very first day, and it turned out it was somebody who was being put in there, a plant, while Justin Trudeau's, uh, uh, I guess, photographer or, or main uh, media hound was taking snapping the picture. 
It's all being set up for people. It's all a manipulation and it's all a lie uh, on the part of the government because the government is, they don't want anybody to push back or question them. They want to be supreme rulers. Are there people that are not the best people out there that were involved in this? I'm sure there's a, a, a small sliver of people. I allow for that. I'm sure there's, like any, if you take a group of any 100 people or 200 people, you're bound to have some people in that group that aren't aren't the particularly persuasive. They have personality quirks. Uh, they have, you know, interesting ideas about things, but that's, you know, that's a nature of human beings. See, I'm allowing for that. I understand that. But they, that they, that's how governments, that's how people do this divide and conquer, especially governments and especially these malicious uh, people who are put in power of authority. So uh, let me get to, okay, let's see here. There's a, a couple more. I'm going to play the first clip here. This is, uh, I labeled it back to blue, but it's about not backing the blue. No, I just want to get a coffee, okay? Why Can is I the get camera in my face right now? Are you, you here partaking? You walked right up now to you're me. in the red zone? I'm scared. I want to go for a coffee down there. Okay. Can I, can you, I go for a coffee? Where is your residence, ma'am? Pardon? Right Do you now. live in this? No, you're not excluded here, from that. I, I'm where do you live? Alberta. Time for you to leave. I can't even go down there for no, a coffee. No, go grab yourself in the red zone right now. If you don't leave right now, you will be arrested. Do you understand me? I can't That's go for a coffee. Grab yourself, because if we see you, we'll be patrolling all day. If we see you again, it'll be different. Leave. I'm telling you, I'm take your away. camera and get out of here. Do you understand that? I'm walking away. Walk away. Your phone doesn't need to be in our face when you're walking away. Go. Are you going to walk, or are you going to get arrested? I was walking away. Get out of here. Oh my goodness. Hope you can go to sleep at night. Yeah. So that happened. You can tell that guy's a really peach uh peach to deal with. So here's another another one that's uh pretty much the same way. And this is regarding the media. Okay. So that doesn't thank, mean th anything thank you, thank for you. you for showing that to me, but it's time to go, okay? So you see I have my press card, everybody. Yep. Can I have your name of your badge number, please? My name is Brad Milburn, and my badge number is 9467. And I'm asking you one last time. Please leave the area. I'm going to leave. Thank you But why much. you don't recognize my press card? Because it's a laminated piece of paper that you could have made up at home. Did I can you... make it at home. Come you on. want to call my boss? I'm not, here to deb I'm not here to debate. I'm not here to call your boss, okay? I've asked you to leave a number of times. Everybody's been instructed to leave over the course of the last I will leave, mister. But so, if you let me again, a couple of seconds, I will leave. Once again, okay? on your way. Please and thank you. Thank you. I get my phone. So, yeah, that's the new, uh, that's a new policing methodology. To be very uh, uh, confrontational with the citizenry, uh, you know, threaten them with arrest right away. Uh, it's quite interesting that the, these people are supposedly representing Canada. They don't represent Canada very well, but yeah, these are your these are your thugs. Um, it goes to show you, and, uh, and this isn't the only thing that was out there. Uh, Ezra Levant, who works for Rebel News, let me uh, see if I can pull this up. Hopefully, I won't inter uh, interrupt the broadcast here because when I pull up something, it tends to jack around with. Uh, 
uh, thing. So he had a tweet thread. This is regarding the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Uh, they were uh, quote unquote, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, they had a conference prior to uh, this whole standoff thing, and of course, what was happening was that uh, um, <clears throat> what would you say? They found out that these people were, uh, you know, very giddy and happy to get in uh, uh, to get people in trouble um, or to work on them, quote unquote. When I say work on them, uh, they were glad they they were taking pleasure in what they were going to do. So let me see if I can find this. Um, yeah, there it is. So this is 22 hours ago. Uh, let's see if I can get this whole. I might have to go back and play. Ezra Levine, he's, he's always busy, so I give him credit for that. He's uh, working hard on this story. So, just a second here. So, yeah, we have, uh, we have people who are involved in these uh, situations where they're... Um, they don't care about the people that they uh, represent... And obviously, when you think of Ottawa now, you can think of this. They're not friendly people. The city probably has some good people in it, but it also has a lot of uh, narcissistic, uh, holier-than-thou people that don't that don't uh, particularly care for other people. Um, they don't. Uh, <laughs> they were complain. They had a lot of whining, complaining people because you know what? They don't want. They are. They're a part of the establishment. These are very uh, uh, smug, uh, well-paid uh, people that don't want any disruptions to their life, but they'll ha- they don't care if you're being disrupted. They don't care if your life is disrupted. They, this has turned into class warfare, which, of course, this is the three things. It's going to be the very elite who want to run the show and want total control over everything. You have the technocrats, which, of course, are your university professors and your government officials and and your scientists and your medical people and your cops and your psychologists many of these people are just so full of themselves they don't have any humility whatsoever they haven't been pushed they haven't had any stressful things in their life go on for a very long time usually they started off very upper middle class or certainly middle class or if they did ever start off working class, once they got out of working class, they never want to look back because they think they, they're repulsed by their their humble beginning sometimes. They don't like the fact that they had to work. Uh, or they think those people that are still there, they see those people as bad people, that they didn't work hard enough to get out of their situation. Um, they don't realize that many times the reason why they got where they got was because of the breaks that they got. So Ezra Levant, okay. So the first thing is the what app. I'm reading this thread. The first thing is that the what apps group itself titled Social Music Ride 2022. There's a Mounties uh, that's who specialize in ceremonial parades, but th- this time they were brought into Ottawa to drive riot horses into crowds. It looks like about 25 to 50 people in this chat. So he's talking about a, a guy named uh, I think. Uh, Constable Andrew Nixon. His biggest concern is racking up as much overtime pay as possible. He doesn't want it to over too soon. This was a week ago, so mission uh, mission accomplished, Grifter. 
is what Ezra said. Some of the chats are the cops just marveling at the fact that they were to put up put up at the most expensive hotel in Ottawa, the Chateau Laurier. Uh, but then it gets darker quickly. Constable Nixon sees himself and the rest of the RCMP as fascist punishers. That's their self-image. It's it's he who thinks they are, and he says it, and he is not corrected. Time for the protesters to hear our jackboots on the ground. And uh, I'll, let me open this image up. It says, they're talking about the gas mask, and then he says, yeah, whoa, Nixon, this is kinder, gentler RCMP. That's one of the people he was talking to. Okay, we can give out free hugs and unicorn stickers. And, of course, they, they thought that was funny. So, next next feed. Okay. So, okay. Let's see if we can get down to the next one. Let's see. Being kind or fair or professional is literally a joke to them. They're all in on it. They fake being a professional force, but they know that to the public they have to pretend that they, they are. But when it's just them, the 50 of them, they can be themselves jackbooted thugs then a woman named marcia chimes in just watch that horse video that is awesome three exclamation points we should practice that maneuver nixon is excited that someone shares her sense of cruelty and punishment agreed he said three exclamation points then a constable uh guy named uh, someone quigley weighs in he posts that same video, the riot horses charging indiscriminately into the crowd of civilians stomping on an elderly lady. He posts a video marked, Police horses trample peaceful protesters in Ottawa, and they all cheered. See, Andrew LeClaire says, wow. So Scott Peaver says, that's awesome. Chris Russell says, we only think that we're living the dream. And the thug Andrew Nixon writes, that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. They are all morally unfit to be police. They all must be suspended. This is Ezra Levant. They feel comfortable taking, uh, talking about their cruelty and unprofessionalism in a large chat group. They personally found joy in the pain and suffering of civilians. They imagined their duty was not to protect and serve, but rather to punish and humiliate people. We saw this in action today. We saw police gleefully attack civilians, including inflicting pain and violence on purpose. They bragged about it. They were ostentatious about it. They beat our reporter with a stick and shot her with a riot gun. And that's uh, uh, Alex Alexia Lavoie. Sorry, I can't even pronounce her name right. Uh, this was not an accident or a rogue mistake. It was an ideology, the mindset, the, the plan of these police. You can see it when they're talking amongst themselves. You can also see it in Ottawa's dirty police chief and his boss, Bill Blair, and his boss, Justin Trudeau. It is one thing when disgusting journalists laugh at an old lady because knocked over by a riot horse. Journalists are the lowest of the low, but these police were doing that. They were celebrating their cruelty. But isn't that what Justin Trudeau taught them to do? Trudeau called the truckers racist, misogynistic, Nazis, intolerant, violent, dirty, those people, intolerable. Trudeau dehumanized them. How could you fire? How could you fire these depraved Mounties? But not their leadership that shaped them in this way. So he, he uh, goes on here. Normally the media loves to rip apart the RCMP, the Canadian, uh, the Canadian forces, or any other macho, macho bastion they haven't yet completely wokeified. But in this case, the cruelty is exactly what they want. They love the violence and the bullying. If anything, they get, they get promotions. So 
that's a read of that. That's one of the bigger problems with this situation is you have cops that are just totally disloyal to what they're actually supposed to stand for, which is their countrymen for freedoms for actually there's so uh, there's such a stark contrast for example uh the murder rate in in canada and, and murder isn't anything so their rate of uh, uh murder is roughly about was it uh two per hundred thousand it's like 1.9 something in the united states it's right around 14 per hundred thousand and of course depending upon what city you're in that has a, it can be substantially different so, for example, if you take Chicago, it's higher than high. I think that, to put it in perspective, uh, if you take all, so two per 100,000, so that's equals to 20 per million. And let's do a quick little, uh, see how what the population, I think Canada's about 39 or 40 million people. I'm not, don't hold me to that, but we're going to find out here in a second. So Canada uh, population. 2022 so yeah there's 38 million people in Canada as of well this is according to Google so don't so 38 million and I said it was roughly two per hundred thousand so we're talking 760 there's 760 murders per year in Canada now that's a I mean that's so I think Chicago had more murders as a city than all of Canada uh so I say, um, and we'll just say, okay. So the number of murders in 2021 in Chicago released was 836. So, well, it says 836 in the city of Chicago, the actual city of Chicago. We're not just talking about the metro area, which, uh, if you had the, um, yeah, uh, you know, officers handled more than a thousand homicides last year. And so, yeah, that was according to the Chicago Tribune. So, if we do the crime rate, you know, there's a huge escalation. Um, and, of course, people say, well, that just goes to show you shouldn't have guns, and that's the reason why Canada is so much safer. Chicago has some of the most uh, strictest gun laws. Of course, they always complain about uh, importation in, but it isn't that. I mean, the violence that goes on in Canada... I'm sure it's a lot less for a whole host of reasons, and it's not just access to weaponry. Um, but I'm just saying, you're talking about a law enforcement that has to deal with probably one-tenth the amount of criminal activity in a country, and yet they're acting like thugs to their populace for no unearthly reason. That's the greater point I'm trying to make here. That, you know, they're not dealing with a substantial criminal element they're dealing with people ordinary citizens who just want to go about their life but this last two years has been nothing but a psychological operation to destroy their life and they're tired of it and they have good reason to be tired of it nobody should have to put up with this kind of crap it's not only is it unconstitutional but it's just it, it's, it's indicative of a, a larger issue of uh of what the agenda is so I'm going to play this little clip from um, a Romanian MP who puts Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau on notice. And what the Prime Minister of Canada, the way he's behaving right now, he's exactly like a tyrant, like a dictator. He's like Ceausescu in Romania. If even you doubt 
If you raise doubts about the vaccines, you're outcasted. What's the difference between what he does and what happened under the Inquisition? See, on one side they say, well, we should not believe in God. But on the other side they say, believe in science. We don't have to. Science is not about belief. Science is about measurements, conclusions, hypotheses, and arguments. We got to a point right now where even if you say something, if you raise any doubts, you're already considered, you know, as whatever, you know. They label you in very different ways. This is not okay. And I have to tell you, you know, that I, when I saw the protests in Canada, you know, the way the truckers over there <coughs> reacted, you know, I got in touch with some of them. Others contacted me. I congratulated them, and I want to use this opportunity to thank them, and I hope this movement for freedom and for rights is spreading all around the world, because at the end of the day, we have to make sure that all these elected officials, they understand that they were elected in those offices to work for the people, not to behave like masters of slaves. Thank you. Eddie, I'll just... So, yeah, that's exactly it. We're not, we're not their slaves, but yet they're... These are, uh, this is what these people are up to. I mean, they, they don't, they don't treat people like they're, like they actually have a thought process that there were adults who have to take care of children and families, but they don't want the family. They think the state should run the family. They want to eliminate the number of populations. That's why they're very in, eager in indoctrinating your kids and forcing you into their school systems anymore. You know, one of the things in the United States is that we're going to have to abolish the entire public school system. That's just going to be the way it is. But Canada's going to have to face, um, they're going to have to look in the mirror and decide of what they're going to have to do in order to achieve uh, some kind of um, balance. It's not going to be easy. I really do feel for them because I don't think they uh, are... I don't think they're yet where they need to be in order to know that's coming, but I can't, you know, I can't necessarily, um, you know, I can't speak for them. They're, um, I will stand and support anything that they do. Um, I know it's going to be a tough road ahead because we're no longer playing in a morals-based or rules-based environment. When I say rules-based, they're corrupt. Our politicians are all corrupt and evil around the world. And man, I mean, I'm not just talking about ordinary levels of corruption. I'm not talking about nickel and dime stuff. I'm talking about wholesale crimes, multiple crimes. We're talking about lethality crimes. We're talking about manslaughter uh, because they knew they knew they know about these vaccines. They knew what they did with the the care and treatment of the elderly. They they committed these acts uh, with obviously the science and the data they can hide behind some bought off scientists but i don't believe it and no one should uh they put us in this position and like anything else there's going to be repercussions for those things um there should be uh there will be what you call it uh, repercussions for these things because people are uh fed up they're fed up with dealing with this kind of stuff um, there's no, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no turning back. You know, I say there's no turning back. There's just no, there's no way in the world 
anyone's going to uh, believe that these people can be trusted with anything, certainly not power. So on that note, I'm going to end it. Um, it's it's one of those things that I hope our uh, Canadian friends can uh, can manage to uh, come through this time with a better understanding uh, uh, of how fragile freedom is. They're going to get attacked. There's going to be sacrifices that will be made. And this is just the beginning. We are in a very long information war. We're in a very long um, psychological uh, conundrum that we're going to have to face. We're going to have allies that uh, we're going to have to make. We're going to have to set aside our personal differences and move it, um, what would you say, realize that there's more that unites us than divides us. But it's going to be very hard because there are many people that are still stuck in the stuck in this matrix. They don't really know that they don't they don't believe it yet because they're not located you know they're not located near the the problem yet. Though they can see inflation, they should see that already. But some people they characterize things differently, or I don't know. Some people just don't notice things as quickly as others. But they will when they they start seeing people being uh, harassed, arrested, uh, taken down. It's going on and it's going to start now. Uh, The next next situation or the next phase of this is going to be more about finance, I think, and military. And so people had better uh, be prepared. And I think they, at least in Canada, they have an eye-opening situation. So, God bless the United States of America. God bless and save Canada. Welcome to the revolution.